Sisanda Mnyaitaza is a relentless young woman who's been performing for audiences since the age of seven. This great-granddaughter of choral composer Bibi Mnyaitaza is now embarking on a trip to the United Kingdom to record an EP and share her South African heritage on the international space. Today she joins us to talk about her cultural exchange plans. Is so rich, and your mama is Heidi Klum. So won't you hush, little baby? Don't you cry? Did you say your mom is Heidi Klum? I, I did. In the first time I said Heidi Klum, but later on I did say Maria Makeba, so I redeemed myself. <laughs> no, but it's actually quite an interesting um, thing to say, given that we're talking about the UK cultural mm-hmm. exchange. And obviously, depending on what context you set that in, mm-hmm. uh, given the, 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 the song and its meaning, to say your mom is Heidi Klum is quite interesting. Yeah, because the lyrics say your mom is good looking. So, I mean, Heidi Klum is almost like an international standard of beauty depending on what space you're in of course because she's German Um, and she's really beautiful and for me as an artist I like to interpret a song in my own way I think it makes it more real more authentic for me to perform when I take it and that's why I used um, Kosa in the in the second verse as well is that Mm. I am a Kosa person and I am proud of my Kosa heritage therefore I in the second verse I I made it my own and 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 how would you could you sing that for us that that second part that is in Kosa for people to just get a sense Uh, do you you want the English or the the Kosa translation yeah. So I say, so I have to sing it. Oh, people always put me on the spot. It's like, warn me before you. That's what you singers do. <laughs> I have to warm up. I, to la, 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 la. I didn't do my warm up. <laughs> I actually understand that phenomenon. You know, I, I often say to people that we do that, but it's almost like uh, going to an academic and say, go on, teach a class. So what do you say when you teach a class? Someone told me this exceptional joke um, where they're amongst musicians and he's like, oh, would you like to play us a note or two or whatever? And then the dentist or, or someone says to the dentist rather um oh and then you're just going to do you know pull a couple of teeth out <laughs> exactly <Afterwards> that. Well. <laughs> you know so it's that sort of thing but i, I, I but we're still waiting one. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> one two three i'm counting myself down okay so it goes and yeah yes me and that's all I'm going to do because I'm going to expose myself. I haven't warmed up. No, but, do but you, ha- you have an incredibly rich voice yourself. And, and no doubt it comes from your heritage, as you say, given um, your grandfather, your upbringing. But uh, I can tell just even from uh, the manner in which you, you write about your sound, how passionate you are about e- even the culture of jazz. Thank you very much. Um, you know, Tepi, so I didn't study music. Um, I always was the girl who sneaked into music classes um, because I was busy preoccupied with other things. I was told, my mother actually sat me down and, says, and said to me, you need to do a, um, a business course. You need to go and study to be a consultant. And I was like, Mom, I got an F in business. Do you really think that's a good idea? You know. And I found my entire life, I've spent it longing to be a full-time musician, a performing artist, and I have uh, pursued it outside or other than anything else that I've been doing full time 
And I found that there is a, a, an outcry within me to pursue that fully, fully, and to mm. not be afraid because I had this fear for the longest of time. Um, and, you know, I, I negated my gift and I was like, you know, this is not what I'm, I'm going to do uh, because it's not going to be lucrative for me, but it's lucrative for my soul. And I've understood now that this is my journey and this is what I need to do. And I hope that I'm going to inspire other young people to do so as well. And you no doubt will, because I was reading this fascinating article. It was exploring the concept of late bloomers, mm. saying that, you know, we live in a world where we're so taken up by precocity and how mm. people do things at a young, so-called um, genius age. But if you look at people who are well-established, at people mm. like Vera Wang, for instance, mm. It, they only started their businesses at 41. But the, well, what you'll find common amongst all of them is that following their passion. Wow. And, the, and and life has already prepared them for following their passion. Mm, that's very, very interesting that you say that because I am no doubt a typical late bloomer. I'm always the one who finds out last about everything or who almost makes up their mind at the last minute about things that um, I want to do. But I think it is so important to follow your passion you're happier, you're more compassionate when you're living um, an authentic mm. life. You know what I'm saying? And like, I actually want to speak to parents out there and say, you know, don't do that to your children and tell them to go and study accounting when they, you know, are showing that they are supposed to be in the performing but, arts or whatever. But tell me, how is that going to work out be? if you're going to the UK? I mean, you've been there before, but it'll be a different environment in terms of your own home environment and your connections. How's that going to work out? Okay, so I went to the UK in 2013 and I've made some music connections. I've selected a couple of artists who have shown interest in performing and recording with me. Um, So what I want to do is now, on my own, go out there and show my music abilities and record a solo EP, Mm. um, obviously with the help of these UK artists. Including their musical influence? Of course, I think it's very important. I think I will stand out in that space uh, by virtue of the fact that I am South African and shining that lighting and that light and being an ambassador from this space, showing them that you know what we can we can do this on par, if not better. Dare I say? So <laughs> we're going to time travel and put you there. And what song do you see yourself per- performing? And and what are the audience doing? What are you doing at that point? Um, I actually have a, a song that I've been that's been on my mind for a very long time, and and you're verse, welcome to sing it. The verse is it hasn't it hasn't actually been written yet. The words are there, but I just need to um, get the uh, chords with mm. it, um, and it goes because it's all a possibility, um, because it all begins within me, and with faith I can see it be, and it's a small intimate setting, uh, dimmed lights. Uh, there's a guitarist on a Fender, <laughs> on a Fender guitar, um, electric guitar, bassist. Uh, I would love to have a muted trumpet there as well. That would be just brilliant. Um, obviously keys as well. And I'm singing my heart out and I have, I'm sitting on a high chair and I have my legs crossed and I have the microphone in my hand. And I'm and performing can, to the audience. You should see how you're glowing now. So you, you successfully time-traveled. and uh, Thank you for wish- inducing that. <laughs> <laughs> and we wish you all the best. Uh, she is looking to 
go to the UK for cultural exchange programs. Sisanda Miatas and we'll share on Twitter her details if you want to contribute to that so that she can have that experience. And that's our arts culture uh, feature this Wednesday. It's uh, just about a 12 minutes to Five, we're taking your calls 891 and our talking point today, we're asking, are you as upbeat as the ESCOM acting chief executive is about not only load shedding, but bringing the various power pl- plants onto the grid? And um, Bongi, I'm looking at this uh, tweet from Kosatu saying that uh, they've tabled their submission to NERSA on ESCOM electricity tariff increase. Kosatu rejects an increase. But are you as upbeat about the ability to say, sustain power supply as uh, Brian Mulefe, the acting chief executive officer of ESCOMERS? Give us a call, 891 So we'll run through your tweets and SMSs uh, quickly, just uh, thinking about what Sisanda was saying right now, just imagining this this pub, you know, where, where she's performing. But that's a thought for another day, I guess. But she painted it quite nicely. You, di- you did say that Iran uh, alone <laughs> and Pound is uh, way up there, eh? <laughs> British Pound. Oh, I tell you. All right, your SMS is now. This is not for the first time. Such a commitment uh, came from ESCOM. We'll wait and see, says Alex in Standerton in Bumalanga. 0891 Share your thoughts with us on this and other issues we've also discussed uh, here on PM Live. And um, this one is... From David Mtunzi in Mabato saying that uh, the power utility is in no position to guarantee us an uninterrupted electricity supply because the illegal connections are at their height during the winter months. 0891 Almost took this one seriously, but I see it's just one of those. How can I get that contract to supply diesel to ESCOM? That's a fat cash cow. <laughs> but, you know, if it wasn't for the suffix there, I would have taken it seriously. I will never trust anything that is said by Mr. Mulefe today is assuring South Africans, but come tomorrow he'll be talking another language. That's Ajin in Bloemfontein. And uh, if you'd like to chat to us, you can also do so via Twitter. We've got uh, Sisam Pompo on Twitter saying, no, I think Brian Mulefe was baffling to say the least, while Alton Ongong saying that not at all. They got too many problems with the grid and lack of uh, capacity in peak times. So uh, some of you not as confident as the Acting Chief Executive of ESCOM is. Tell us why. 0891 Or if you share his uh, upbeat mood, tell us why as well. I have confidence in the acting CEO. I hope uh, and believe he will turn things around at ESCOM. Mr. Mlefe sounds like a good strategist to me, says in Kosinati Mzotwa on Facebook. 0891 M saying on Twitter that... Uh, I think uh, Mulefe is just uh, blackmailing us to motivate tariff increase. What he said can be good if no hidden agenda. I'm so bad at SMS speak. I, unfortunately, I write in full sentences. <laughs> so half the time I have to, you know, get get with it and, and interpret what has been said. Okay, let's save and help Azania Native here. Uh, we spoke to... Let me take a look and see. Okay, we'll come back to uh, Azani Native. Rather, you want to go to Sean? Sean is in Cape Town. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Are you with us? Hi there. Hi. I was just intrigued that he didn't mention anything about these power ships that supposedly Turkey's made an offer to support us as a short-term solution instead of burning more diesel every day. 
And and what 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 would you have expected him to say, Sean? I expected him to cover that as alternative. Uh, yes.